Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Sammy Jenkins. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. What's the last thing you remember? My wife. That's sweet. Dying. Dun dun dun. I have to believe in a world outside of my own mind. I have to believe that my actions still have meaning, even if I can't remember them. I have to believe that when my eyes are closed, the world's still there. Do I believe the world's still there? Is it still out there? Yeah. We all need mirrors to remind ourselves who we are. I'm no different. My wife deserves vengeance. Doesn't make any difference whether I know about it. Just because things are fucked doesn't mean I can't fuck ass. Cue the theme song! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice. Fuck you! Alright. Cue Cue the theme song! Motherfucking theme song! I told you about Sammy. Yeah, right. You can tell yourself over and over again. Conditioning yourself to remember. But I was wrong. That's the whole point. You won't remember! When it's done, I will know. It'll be different. Well, I thought so too. In fact, I was sure of it, but you didn't! But you didn't remember. I was so convinced that you'd remember. But it didn't stick. Like, nothing ever sticks. Like, this won't stick. Why would I do that? To create a puzzle you could never solve? You're not a killer. That's why you're so good at it. Do I lie to myself to be happy? In your case, Teddy. Yes, I will. All right. 2000. Guess what? The year 2000 bug didn't get us. That's right. This year is 2000 joke brought to you by what the hell's going on? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to revisit a Christopher Nolan (laughs) movie here. Memento. I wish we could say it all backwards. I think what we're going to have to do with this episode, uh, as you folks maybe know, we typically save it till the end to call it. But because Memento does things very much out of order and in some ways backwards, Let's just start off. It's completely backwards, 100%. It is, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to start off by calling it right away and then talking about why we feel that way. So here we go. Doesn't hold up. It does not hold up. Uh, This does not hold up, this one. This one does not. Why? So let's get into it. Um, Fond (laughs) fond memories. Fond memories of this Christopher Nolan film. We have Guy Pearce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano, um, uh, Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano continuing together after The Matrix to get into this one because Matrix was 99 so they would have been shooting that about a year before that um, and what we have here is Leonard Leonard has some memory problems can't make new memories and uh, he's looking for the man who raped and murdered his wife he's pretty serious about it but it's hard for a guy who can't make new memories so we get to go with him. Um, it's kind of neo-noir. We got like a dark, dark world, scummy looking everything. Lots of crazy characters, shady, what's going on? And so the big deal with Memento is it tells one half of the story from the what would normally be kind of the end. And it works backwards to show you how that all plays out while intercut with other scenes that play forward and they kind of end up and meet in the middle. What plays forward? The black and white stuff is oh, kind of like that's his a dream. secondary that's his, set of scenes. I guess that's his like his his memories. He 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 talks about some he on does, the phone with them. 
But I, I think that's yeah. still backwards. I, I think I think you just if you no, I think the whole I think it's all backwards. No, you can see he um, by the time it gets to the end of those black and white clips, he's like getting dressed and getting ready to leave the apartment. He's been flipping through the file, doing his conspiracy theories with whoever he's talking to on the phone. Um, and that, yeah, that leads to him putting together the pieces of the man that he's going to go, going to go take care of, which kind of kick off the events at the start. Yeah, I guess that's there. true because it, it reveals in the end that it's, it's, it was him all along or whatever. And if you had that the other way, you would have found that out in the beginning instead of the end. So that does, I guess that does make sense that that narrative of the story is his, his flashbacks or his conversations about what happened to that. What's the guy's name, Brent? You were him today on the show. Sammy Jenkins. Yeah, I guess that is. Oh, yeah. For, I See, guess you're right. I never considered that. I guess that is kind of forwards. Yeah. So it, it meets at the middle. That stuff is forward. The, the color stuff is backwards. We meet in the middle. But then in some of the forward stuff, the black and white stuff, we also get flashbacks uh, to Sammy Jenkins and his story, but also to some other things, too, of, of Lenny doing his job as an insurance stooge and um all that kind of stuff some of the stuff with his wife the memories he has of her so that's where that that stuff happens and then the the color sequences which it's not like the movie's played backwards have you seen memento come on folks what are you listening to this for if you've not seen it it's just that segments are played in reverse order so if you cut a a, a story into 10 or 20 segments and then you just played the segments to me backwards chronologically the story is back yeah the, yeah the and of events and let's yes. let's be clear here. He he says several times in the movie that he cannot create new memories since he saw his wife die. The moment he saw his wife die, he could not no longer create new memories. He can he can function for fifteen minutes and it resets again to when his wife died, and he cannot create new memories. That's the setup. Christopher Nolan wrote that, directed it, and had the actors say it out loud. <laughs> and that is the problem is that no one stopped him the editor didn't stop him his people who wrote his script didn't stop him no one said that doesn't make any sense because how would he know he has a condition if he can't create new memories after the moment his wife died so like from the start nothing means anything to me in this <laughs> it's so yeah. strange that he got a he because it it is an interesting concept and with some rewriting it could have made sense um but <laughs> i don't know why no one failed to mention to him that this was kind of not a good idea i don't know I why it's his brother I, that wrote it well there was a short story yeah yeah, him and his um, brother are both not good writers. <laughs> I think we've established that on this show. I mean, the simple answer to why Memento does not hold up is Christopher Nolan. That is the simple answer. We'll go into it in more depth, but if I had okay, to do a two-word two word answer, that would be here, it. Here, here's something. Here's something to think about. One, number one is when I when you first see this movie, it's it's strange, right? And there's some strange concepts and things going on and you're trying to put together in your head like how would a person who could only remember in 15 minute intervals function as a human being and in some ways this movie takes some direction on that and I guess it's interesting but upon repeat views 
the mystery behind this movie kind of fades away and what's left is a fucking fuckload of questions. Like the, the movie tries quite hard to, first of all, the, the flashbacks to Sammy Jenkins, right? Mm-hmm. Was Guy Pierce actually an insurance stooge? I think he was. Did he actually deal with Sammy Jenkins and his wife? And then through a random rape murder attack, he has the exact same rare condition and has the exact same thing happen to him that happened to his wife. Like that's a really confusing bit for me because you think that Sammy's wife killed herself, but then they reveal it was really his wife that killed herself. But then like, did Sammy exist at all is kind of some of the questions, but through the whole Sammy side story, they're, they're trying to, they're maybe trying to say that um, through repetition, this is what Guy Pierce's voiceover is through repetition and routine, he can make the life work. Uh, and Sammy couldn't do it because he wasn't strong enough to have a routine. But they show us by the end of the movie uh, through through Guy Pierce's like randomness and like basically fucking with himself in a moment of rage shows that the the, the repetition and shit doesn't work. He killed the man he was looking for and it didn't work. It didn't stick. None of the repetition works. It, it, like, it, also, it, it makes it such a mystery as to how the whole, like, I can't remember. Like, his it. tattoos should be, a, a, his tattoos, every time he sees them, should be like, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. He was an insurance guy, so any situation he gets in that's outside of normal family life, like suburbs, like a wife and a kid and a dog, um, and all of a sudden this guy is, like, getting in fights with ruffians and and being like conned by longtime police friends into stealing money and putting people's lives at risk. Like, what the fuck? The biggest thing is what Colin had said when it was, so this guy has a 15 minute memory span and the last thing he remembers is what he thinks is his wife being murdered and after being raped and shit. So that's horrific. So every 15 minutes you would basically come to with this crazy recent traumatic thing. And if you think about the pain of that, for 15 minutes probably you'd be inconsolable. The rest yeah. of your life would be perpetual fucking torture and misery. Waking up anywhere, doing it. Like when he's having sex with Carrie Ann Moss, if that was a, like maybe a, a just around average or better session, like a 15, 20 minute sesh, somewhere in there he'd be like, oh, my wife was dying and now I'm inside a lady. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah that would stranger. be so strange. You'd like just lose your mind. You couldn't handle it. <laughs> now I'm inside a lady. I'm inside yeah, a like- lady. <laughs> that's totally what that was who's this lady i'm inside okay so also you would you would every 15 minutes just go like this (laughs) oh my god my wife's dead what the fuck every 15 minutes you would do that that's what you would do every 15 minutes and you would be taken away by the police you, I think I said during the movie that you would never see him outside unless he was in his underwear weeping on the lawn or something. He wouldn't get dressed, brush his teeth, get in a car and drive. That would never be possible. In this movie, he does all of those things. He makes lunch reservations and meets someone for lunch. How did he fucking do that? His pants he can't are even never barely go shit. to the bathroom. Yeah, like there's just no way. It, it's too weird. I, like what if there was something that they had thrown into this instead that was like it's something to do with his brain like resetting when he goes to sleep so and whenever he falls asleep he loses his memory because you can still get in a fuckload of trouble waking up every one to three days 
with the memory of your wife just having been murdered and figuring out that there's now a gap between that point and where you are now and you're going to close it by murder. Yeah, and it would be really cool too because he could force himself to stay awake longer and longer to try and get closer and closer to like finding the solution. But the only problem with that once again is he wouldn't know he has a condition and so he wouldn't ever know that and t- like he would he would never know that he has a condition because that would have been a doctor telling him that and that would have been a new memory after his wife died so like even if he had a day you would have to fix that that couldn't be and also the whole sammy jenkins thing it's not like that was contagious they both were obviously in an accident or something and for some reason both got the exact no, same the, Joey very Pants specific says at the end there was no sammy jenkins you were yeah. sammy jenkins yeah right i agree yes. i agree so right. i agree he was sammy jenkins i think that is correct which brings into question John, his his remembering the wife coming to talk to him as an insurance agent and then the insurance yep, agent like yep. cuz that also let's even say that he had learned that his wife had done that conversation he would have he forgotten be able about to remember. it. And the yes, thing is that you can... Doesn't. So Nolan does this with all of his movies is he talks himself <laughs> out of making true. sense because all he had to do was not talk about it. that one scene where he talks about uh, Sammy Jenkins in detail when we really get to know who Sammy Jenkins is. And he basically says, Sammy, they tried to see if conditioning would work because conditioning often works, but it didn't take with Sammy Jenkins. So he's Sammy Jenkins. Sammy Jenkins conditioning didn't work. It can work, which is what Nolan should have fucking realized, is that he's been conditioned. This movie is not spoiled if he has the same anterograde fucking uh, amnesia, if if it's a longer span, um, and then if you take away that thing that he's not conditioned. If you allow him to have been conditioned through these things, then he could wake up. It would explain the, the, the lessening of the trauma of his wife being killed. It would lessen the surprise and shock of the things. And he would even have some explanations for why he knows to look in his right pocket with the, for the pictures or whatnot. But those things aren't in place. And he takes a fucking careful five minutes to explain to us why that's not the case. Yeah, it's totally true. He, that's what I mean is it's funny. I, I would have gone, I would have gone a completely other route and I would have had as little discussion, him knowing as little bit about his amnesia as possible and him not knowing what the fuck it is, he just knows he has a condition, but he knows so much about it and explains it that he paints him, the writer paints himself in a corner that he wouldn't be able to get out of, except for the fact that he doesn't give a shit if his shit makes sense. So he paints himself in a corner and then he walks all over the fucking paint. It makes no fucking sense. Nolan is successful because people are too <sighs> embarrassed to say, I didn't get it. Or I it doesn't so. make right. sense. That's, I think that's true. Th- that's it. On a first viewing, there's something here, right? It's interesting. Also, what's happening. I know, I know that a bunch of people just went, "Uh-uh, <laughs> it does make sense," and you're the dumbass. But no, you're the dumbass. No. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make a lick of sense. It's just constant. Like this man couldn't even like really brush his teeth, nope. let alone undertake long, complex tasks like. <laughs> let's say tattooing himself okay where does it where does he get the skills um from having woken up just after his wife had died and now he knows to like crack open a pen and make a makeshift tattoo thing and tattoo legibly in his skin 
Like that's not a skill you get. I'll allow that because he really just dips a needle in a pen ink and then. But how long does it take him I to guess, do that? He, puts he does it together that in fifteen like, minutes. No, and you're right because he would have like there? the first three letters, and then he'd be like, "What the fuck is I writing? Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> am I doing?" Yeah, think, think of us as the audience in that scene where it's like it's the scene starts and he like takes a bag that's in front of him and he opens it and he pours out the stuff and it's obvious what the stuff is for and you're like the fuck is going on um and then only we learn what's going on by what happens next which is them showing him like start to shave his leg and do all that stuff like how did how did how does he know that having shave on his leg didn't mean like shave your face i knew you'd find this thing stuck to your leg and wonder what it was and it says shave so shave your face because you need to shave your face Right. Mm. But no, he's like, oh, that means shave my thigh and then tattoo this long, complex thing. Yeah. It just it's crazy. Like he'd be driving from one location in the city to the next. And in the middle of that, he'd be like, where am I going? I don't know. Uh, highway two, I guess. My wife just died. Oh, my God. I'm going to crash yeah. the car. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It, it's crazy. That's what happened. That was There's a few exactly times. There's a few times where he does. He puts a few things together, like to, to get back to his hotel. Someone's like, this is a nice place. And he's like, great. And then he shows up at that place and snaps a picture and goes inside. But like he had to drive there. How would he know what streets are in the town he's in? He had no idea. It just, it, it gets way too fucking thin, way too thin early in this movie. You realize the futility if you try and rewatch this movie yeah. um, because he couldn't do any of the shit he does um, unless the conditioning element of life worked. But it's shown to us that it does not. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And based on like how long it sounds like this has been going on, his body, if he could do these things, which he couldn't do, his pockets would be overfilling with photos and notes. Like yeah. taking a picture of a hotel doesn't fucking mean anything. That doesn't mean you are staying at the hotel. He doesn't write on here, you stay at this hotel in this room number. Why doesn't he fucking write that then? Instead, he just takes a picture of the hotel and he looks at it all the time. But it could be it mean anything. He, he, his notes are he, his notes are so stupid. They're so so. Um, what's the word? Um, vague. He doesn't he take, write. He really takes a sky notes. picture of the fucking hotel sign. There's not even a yeah. fucking building in the place to let you know. He just what points up at the sign. It literally is a big fucking plastic thing that says discounting, and then sky. You didn't have fucking cell phones back here. No one's quick googling discount in near me. He's yeah, and you don't lost. have time to look at. You don't. Have, you have 15 minutes. You don't have time to go open in a fucking a phone book to find your address. Yeah. Plus, yeah. anybody that remembers fucking phone booths knows that not often was the phone book actually present in those things. So, <laughs> you both got to find a place with a phone book, then find the thing in the phone book. By that point, yeah. bam, reset. What am I looking for? I'm kind of hungry. Maybe chicken restaurant. Yeah, it's probably a chicken restaurant. <laughs> Boom. Diversion. So now you're on a new path. So if if my if my cognitive thought and memory is like a timeline, right, that spans my entire life. So Leonard's scope of view right now is is from where he is and about 15 minutes in the past. I think that's what we understand, right? And then every 15 minutes it kind of resets on him. That's the that's the understood uh universe that we've built here, right? 15 that, minute time window say, for right? his stuff. That's, that's exactly that's what, what they says. say. So now what I'm interested to know is, is that like a, a, a rolling target that like at, at 15 minutes and one second in the past, he can't remember what's up or is it for a 15 minute time period? He's good to like think back 
But every once in a while, it just kind of like, boom, you're starting from scratch. Your wife's dead on the floor. And now you're walking down the street in your underwear. That's what it is. He said, I cannot create any new memories since my wife, I saw my wife die. He said that like two times out loud in the dialogue. And all you have to do is take these things out. It's just, what if, what if, what if he has an amnesia condition where every once in a while he'll re-experience the trauma of his wife getting killed and then he'll lose his memory again except up to the point where she dies. So he can create new memories until he has an attack. And then he can like always try and calm himself and make sure he doesn't have an attack because he has to find the killer. Like these things could have been fixed. This is not an unfixable movie. But when no, you start this, in this, this place, idea. So I will say this idea is great. I fucking love the idea of a guy that has no new memories. His last memory is his wife dying and he's on the search for the killer. I'll fucking tell you right now, that's a fantastic idea. And Nolan does. Nolan and his brother do seem to create super interesting ideas. Tenet is a very good idea. Inception is a great idea. These things are very cool ideas. They're not executed well. But that's At the all. unfortunate thing because they could be. <laughs> they could be done fucking brilliantly. Absolutely they could be. If they would just hire a fucking writer or a writing <laughs> team or write with good writers... Who would give them their honest opinions. Even give this to a director. Like what you do is you write it and then you give it to the fucking director or in the studio to make and you hire somebody solid like a Spielberg or someone like that that's going to know how to break this out properly. They're going to see the inconsistencies. They're going to go for fucking fixes. And the movie could be a craft. This could be fucking a masterpiece. Most of Nolan's shit could be masterpieces if he removed himself from complete control, I think. But you you wouldn't even need a Spielberg. That's what I'm saying is you could send this to a fucking screen coverage place and they would tell you the exact same problems we're discussing right now. You don't need a genius. That's what's so upsetting is that you don't have to be a genius to see these weird flaws and errors and inconsistencies and how nothing makes sense. Like that's, I don't, I don't understand how he gets actors. (laughs) It's well, it's because these things are innovative. Brad Pitt was slated to play fucking um to play Sammy yeah. Jenkins or, or Leonard, right? Yeah. Um not Sammy Jenkins, I shouldn't say, because that's um that's a different <laughs> Leonard, yeah. In this movie. Um but you know what I mean, Leonard. So this movie did have star appeal, but he pulled out and then they decided to put a guy in that had no rec- no no recognition. Yeah. Guy Pierce wasn't huge at the time. Um yeah. Thomas Jane was in consideration and one other guy I think that I can't remember at the moment has that same face look that these guys have. I'll also say, and I don't know if it's the writing's fault, but the acting in this movie is not very good either. The best person who probably is in this movie for an act that does a good job acting is maybe Joey Pants. I was going to say, Joey Pants kills it. But Pierce isn't the problem and Carrie Ann Moss isn't the problem. That I think uh, that's totally right. No, I, I think they're not. This isn't their right. best work, but maybe that's it's, the they're story. They're just horrible characters. Again. Yeah, they're horrible scripts. characters. Yeah, I mean it's Nolan's fault again. He also is directing them to do the things he's doing. I mean, like this, everything is a problem. Yeah, Nolan should just be writing fucking one-liners and letting other people write the scripts. Is what he should be doing. Well, th- and, there ends up being a problem here, where the, the color scenes that we're seeing run backwards. First of all, they end up being like super jarring with the way they're edited and intercut with the others. It's it it doesn't leave you with a good feeling every time. And then it also ends up in like needing to play the end of one scene that you just saw a few moments before. So it could kind of make sense. So you can yeah, so so it makes sure it nails at home that that you know that like where we just went back to and you're like, "Oh, they said the thing again. Hey, we're back in time." Right? That's what it Anyway, yeah, it, it's, it's true. Um, yeah. 
The editing is not even good. That's what I mean. The editing's not good. The cinematography, I guess if that's what he wanted, but it's not a good-looking movie. It looks like a film student's movie a lot of the time with those weird cuts and edits. Yeah. It looks like somebody made it their first year of film school. Well, this, this is movie. one of this is like Nolan's first, isn't it? Like his first real I guess. Did he, just, for, did he just yeah. graduate film school? Because I said first year student. He should have been able to do better than No, that but I mean, year. like, so <laughs> I, I, I think the directing, like, as a whole is fine. Right? But I, what I find is the problems with, they spend time develop like, so character development is a real thing, right? And when you tell us who somebody is, and then you tell us different things later, like it's okay to show us that people are complex and we sometimes back on ourselves, right? But there are some moments where you would act consistently. Like Joey Pants is a cop and at the very beginning of the movie, which would be the end chronologically of this story, when Leonard goes to shoot him because he looks at his picture that says, don't believe him, don't believe his lies, he killed your wife, right? Mm-hmm. And he just pops him. And when he's holding the gun to him, Joey Pants reacts much differently than he did earlier in the movie, which is which later is the in end, the movie, yeah. um, when he points a gun at him again. And then he goes into a system where he's explaining everything. And he does yep. none of that at the end or at the beginning. Yep. Right. At the beginning. He just yep. lets him shoot him, basically. He doesn't defend himself or try to say any of the He truths. tries to run. He was starting to talk and convince Lenny even at the start, but then he's like, no, and he pulls away, and then Lenny's like, boof. So yeah, there is no... Con- Brent's right, though. His c- character it's true. is incredibly... He's, he's a hun- I, yeah, it's 100% inconsistent. correct. Yeah, it's inconsistent. 100%. Because if we're yeah. looking at this chronologically, then at that scene where he gets shot, that would have been already the second time we've seen, and I think we can all assume that with a guy with this problem, he probably would have freak-out moments, probably not this first or second time that no, no, had the gun yeah. pointed at him. But yep. when we do see it earlier, Joey Pants explains who he is, explains why he's wrong for trying to pull a gun on him. I'm here to help you. Blah, 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 blah. Right? At the end, he does none of that defense. He basically just yeah. lets him shoot him, which yeah. to me is it's a huge totally fucking inconsistency true. for that character. I, I agree. Especially I agree. considering and he's a cop. He's, his, whole, like, his whole character ends up being questionable if you think about it because he's, he's the kind of noble man who, uh, if you believe what he has said, um, felt bad for Lenny and the way his case turned out and helped him hunt down the man who was actually responsible for doing the... He was just a guy. Again, if you believe Lenny or not, but is that consistent? Like, I guess he is breaking the rules, but then he 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 shifts from that to manipulating this guy. He's so sick of this memory guy being around now, leeching on when he is obviously the one uh, initiating all of the contact and trying to manipulate him into killing a drug dealer so he can make $250,000. It's just, that's a huge leap in like that, that person like, Oh, I'll help you, man. I'll help you. Oh, it didn't work. Well now fuck your point. You're hopeless. I'm going to fucking manipulate you for my own benefit. There's that sweet $250,000. Like I said, I said, as we were watching this one that, um, uh, Leonard would be arrested um, he's just the kind of person who would get into weird situations if he was owed and moving around and like with the crazy short temper he's got and he would be arrested but just for random stuff he'd get in arguments with people and he'd like like Colin said too he just every 15 minutes he'd be like oh my god my wife hi I'd like pancakes 
right? There's, and people and, would just yeah, stare at he, him. he would be in an asylum and he would be every 15 minutes, they would have to calm him down and they had to give him, he'd be on medications. They'd be trying to figure out if there's a way to cure him, maybe, probably not with the, the budget I, of the institution he could afford. They'd probably just every 15 minutes, he'd wake up and they would have to like calm him down and it'd be, it's okay, it's okay. They'd have a system or whatever because they'd have to do it so often they would kind of know it works. But that's the only way he could function. They make it seem in this movie like he can function like all the rest of us. He can like make plans. He can talk to people. He can drive cars. He can get dressed in a suit and look nice. He would never be. Imagine he took a shower. A suit on. He, he takes a fifteen-minute shower. Right in this movie, he happens to be interrupted somehow uh, uh, taking a shower in the bad guy's place and the guy walks in and takes a whole piss without realizing that someone had taken a super hot shower in the same fucking bathroom. It was at the same time. The water was running. I know. It's so stupid. Anyway, anyway, the the whole fact that that happened was like totally mental um he by the time he would be done showering for 15 minutes he would be like ah my wife just died no wait i'm in a shower what's up i don't i don't couldn't even tell you what i'm doing right now was i going to lunch was i going to murder someone was i going to sign documents like fuck there's no way there's no way you can explain to me how that works and and once again if the conditioning worked we could swallow it but the conditioning doesn't work. well and if you remove the time limits yeah, those, those constraints are, are stupid. He no, should just have some kind of an attack even, and then go even, back into even it. Even without, you need the conditioning. The time limits aren't enough. You need enough. it. You need the conditioning. The time limits still, let's say they're 24 hours. Let's say they're every time I go to bed, right? So still, someone that you are married to, imagine your spouse is murdered this morning. What are you doing? You're probably pretty upset, right? Yeah. yeah. You're not like, being productive <laughs> that day. No. So 15 minutes. <laughs> you need the conditioning where he can get to a point where I, I, the I pain no mind. where yeah. the pain is dampened and he yeah. can actually go forward with some with some things. Which could have been fixed by just not putting the scene in that says he doesn't do that very fucking thing. God damn. <laughs> I, I'll, that's what I'm saying too is you could you could li- not not limit it to when he falls asleep. But every once in a while, and it could be it could be hours or it could be days, he will re-experience the trauma. He has PSTD, and it will re-experience the trauma of his wife dying, and PTSD. then he won't remember, and then he won't remember. So that could be like a week. So he could have built things up and been doing things, but then he hits that wall again, and he's fucked, and he has to restart again. So sometimes he can feel it coming on. He could try and calm himself down, or he feels it coming on, and he knows that he's not going to remember. So he could be writing something down quickly, that he needs to remember and then he passes out and he wakes up again. You could have fixed this a million different ways and still had the same ending where he didn't realize he'd already killed the guy. And that's what's cool is that at the end you realize he'd already killed him. So you could still have all of that, but you just, these aren't big changes either. You wouldn't have to change the budget. You wouldn't need different actors. You just need to fucking write the story. I got you with a serious question. Do you guys want to answer my serious question? Yeah. Your guy Pierce in this movie, you're Leonard, okay? Yeah. Now you're feeling a little randy. You set up a little sesh. You light a candle. You put on some fucking, uh, uh, you know, G, whatever you got, right? <laughs> and you're stroking, <laughs> and you're stroking, and you're stroking. Fourteen minutes, fifty nine seconds. You're just about to come. You're like, oh my god, I'm just fucking off, off, off. Somebody slams a car door. Bam. Does your dick reset, or do you still carry 
that uh, that level of carry forward on your uh, on your cum face and your vinegar strokes. Do your vinegar strokes stop? Is that always question. reminds me. Uh, yeah, know, it's man. like grandma's boy. Like even though his mom, that guy's mom comes in, he can't stop. Can't yeah. stop sometimes. But He's what like, if I'm you're sorry? Not- it feels so good. It feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> he even has to say it feels so good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I'm well, sorry. What, which would be too. like really weird sensation if you like snap too and you're like my wife is dead vinegar strokes oh my god like that'd just be awful so it's, i mean like the, he someone someone would identify that this man needs mental help and something would happen there'd be some scenario intervention and that would be that would be the end of that he'd be what, in a what? fucking home and he yeah, is in he a home be. at one point and i believe that nolan's brother's original short story um which was called was he was in a was home called uh memento mori or something like that um, I believe that he's in. He escapes an asylum. I think I'm. I'm not 100 yeah. percent on it, but I believe he he is in an asylum and then escapes. This movie does mention him in asylum, but never mentions anything about it. They also mention that the cops don't buy that there was a second attacker, but he doesn't seem to be under arrest ever. So he knows a lot flipping through that file for a guy who has no memory. Yeah, it's just <laughs> he knows true. that file pretty well. Like he's like yeah. he pulls out the file. And he's like, yeah, this is my file. I can and tell. And see how thick it is too. It would take him days to read that, and he only has fifteen minutes to fucking research that so file. His, his buddy, the cop, knew that he was like striking things from his file to fuck with himself and create for whatever reason create a puzzle he could never solve. Like, how could he have the long-term backfire plan to do that to himself? Like, That's really? He, that he, makes he's, no sense either, yeah. He's got the file, he's got the file, and Joey Pants like, no, you got the guy, you don't remember? All right, well, I better fuck with myself. And then 15 yeah. minutes later, he'd be like, I don't remember planning to fuck with myself, so how did I launch that fucking and, and what's plan? And what's his motivation by fucking with himself so he doesn't find his wife's killer? Is that the yeah, motivation? Like, doesn't make does any fucking... Like, there's no why? motivation to that either. No, why would he's just... He's frustrated at times, and he... He's like, ah, this will fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, me. this will make it worse. I guess maybe you would. <laughs> well, go never find like a killer. That. You're just in a bad mood and you're like, fuck myself. Well, at least he gives like, himself oh. a reason to live, right? He's got the a person who also, forward. I think what it is, is that Nolan has the uh, can't kill my little darlings disease. That's what it is. He can't change a goddamn word once he writes a script. He's like, nope. No, it stays. It all stays. It's all staying. That's and he he's gone through his whole career never killing a single darling. It's like every goddamn thing I wrote down made it into the movie. Never changed it. Not once. Didn't listen to anybody. Yeah, I agree that's with what that. it is. My theory is Think also that he has that sign above his typewriter that just says "Never ask why." Like never ask any questions. Just if I <laughs> thought about it, why. it's genius. That's what it, he's never. too concerned that he's genius. He's like, if yeah. I thought about it, it's gold, baby. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> Never ask why is funny too, because he just like looks at the sign and smiles and nods his head, and then he starts writing. Yeah. Never ask why. It's like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's the first idea I came up with, and it's staying. Yeah, forever now. Yeah. Nobody. I bet you've got a terrible temper. I bet you people have tried to bring shit up with him, and he just freaks out. Like, can you imagine Leonardo DiCaprio not saying anything? About that script, like he probably read it more than once. Yeah, let me tell you, you give me He's, enough millions on a paycheck and I'll fucking let you do whatever movie you want to do. Oh, and this <laughs> scene I just for no reason get down on all fours and bark like a dog? Okay. <laughs> That's my art. You're, the, you're a genius. I'm sure it's going to work. I'm sure it's good. I think I think that this movie makes me very mad. Um, 
I think me Nolan too. makes me very mad because he makes things that could be fucking amazing. They could be so cool. And I think actually he has the potential for it. I think like um, Gilliam. I think like Gilliam, he needs someone there. To rein him in. You need you need two directors or you need a real strong a, a assistant director or something to, to really be able to fucking rein in those ideas and rein in those um those instincts. Because I think that from the outside, like his greater scale, his meta vision is always like solid. It's solidly planted. It's got really fucking um good potential to it. I think yeah. that he ends up getting lost in the fucking weeds of things, man. And and sometimes I think that the ideas to him, they're more cool than um than makes sense. And so he's like, if I gotta make sense or if I gotta make something look cool, like all of Tenet is just about trying to make something look cool. Cause that's I mean, that makes Memento look Oscar worthy. Yeah, well it makes Memento look like it is yeah is competent, I, it makes sense least. like it somehow makes sense but it do, even though it doesn't make any sense at all no. like th- ah. yeah th- this is how many movies now that don't make any sense of his fuck this is like he's on a streak hot well, streak where do like, you sit on interstellar, interstellar i haven't seen it in a long time but i'm i'm a fucking 100 percent sure after watching all these other ones that it's not gonna make any sense I remember being I, a little confused when I saw it, but I won't. It's it's a confusing movie, so I won't make a seeing it again is not going to help. Sure. Though we've we've learned that with this guy, watching it again only makes things worse. So I won't even go near that unless you guys wanted to do it for the show. Which at this point, I don't know if I'd want to do any more Nolan movies. I just feel like I don't want to waste my time at this watching point, any I feel of like things. We have to, don't we? Been participated I, with. I don't know. We're not going to find too much more in the. Christopher Nolan well like Interstellar I thought thought Inception had the biggest chance to be good not Inception sorry no um, Insomniac because the two the two characters um, Pacino and Robin Williams and and like the the interesting idea but the fucking execution just no but that's better that's better than this because it's a straight narrative story right there's no gimmick with that. Absolutely, with that story. I like it better than this. Absolutely. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, there's 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 good scenes in that movie we talked about that we liked. There's nothing really in this movie that. But that's the that's one my point scene, with that is that he's he's okay if you give him. Some, and he didn't write that either, did he? No, I don't think so. I have to look. But the one scene in this movie that could have made you get behind Lenny's character had he showed it, you could have showed it in the beginning or close to the beginning to introduce his problem. If once again you'd have done all those things and taken all that shit out where he, he gives himself timelines that are completely unbelievable and not grounded in reality, is the scene where Carrie Ann Moss fucks with him and says all those terrible things to him, and then she goes outside and comes back in and he doesn't remember that he hit her. Yeah. That scene made me actually feel sorry for his character and actually kind of make me like his character more because someone was manipulating him. If he would have had that early on in the movie in the editing, I would have gotten behind his character because I would have had a reason to feel sorry for him and want him to succeed. But that doesn't come until like an hour and ten and it's too late. I'm too fucking confused by then and laughing at it for that to have any to be as strong as it could have been had it come earlier. Yeah, like the Natalie's character in this, it, it's weird because if if you look at things, what chronologically happened, she tells she tells dude that she's gonna mess with him. He messes 
like she uses him right um lenny um to get what she was basically the first time she meets leonard he shows up in the car of her boyfriend wearing her boyfriend's clothes so yes she's a she's a drug dealer right but is she a bad guy is she a bad person the the act of like using lenny like that is kind of not a great thing to do but she's got to know that lenny like murdered her boyfriend and basically put his clothes on and was like i'm this is my car now like so like that's really weird and then she ends up like feeling compassion for him because since you have to tell her story backwards that means that early in their relationship is when all the conflict and clashing happens and then for the rest of the movie she like takes pity on him and decides to sleep with him even though again he just killed and donned the clothes of her fucking boyfriend it just doesn't make any sense that really doesn't make any sense when you think about her chronological chronological no it doesn't it's true just like what brent said with the joey pants character not even the character's motivations make sense see she doesn't even know that somehow teddy was involved with setting up the drug deal uh at least not being the cop right she's she doesn't know that that's teddy she might know that there was someone involved but since she doesn't know that i don't think she does anyway um when uh, all Lenny wants, all Leonard wants is the license plate to be run, but he got that license plate by writing down Teddy's license plate at the very, very end of the movie. So you know that he took that and he said, I have a plate I need run. She runs it and it's him, but she doesn't know that that guy exists or is around town or anything like that. So there's no, there's nothing to connect the dots. Like she doesn't know that that's the guy who set up her boyfriend to be dead. And she, also, she doesn't seem to know that Leonard did it. It's fucking also, weird. Also, she's walking, he's walking around telling anybody who will listen to him about his condition. If that was true, life, yeah. if that was true that he was walking around telling everybody about his condition, as soon as someone saw that he was driving that car, they would have fucking said, hey, that's my car. And he's like, oh, it is? Yeah, yeah. Here, give me the keys. And they would have, like, he would have no clothing. He'd have no car. Like, people would have just ripped him off immediately on the street. He was telling I mean, everybody... He told everybody who would listen about his condition. They're like, oh, you've told me this before. But he's hanging around in yeah. scummy bars with scummy people. Like, he would, he'd be naked on the streets. Like, like with Jimmy, the, the drug dealer, knew him. He's like, hey, memory man. I'm like, how much is he around town just, like, getting to know <laughs> people that yeah. have nothing to, nothing to do with the course of events that's going on? Like, it, it, the threads in between all these stories is just fucking weeks off. I don't understand why anyone's doing what they're doing. If you think because it's out of order, you don't, you're not supposed to notice that. But if you think about everyone in order of how things go, it doesn't make a bit of sense. An hour and 53 minutes too. Okay. <sighs> so I, I would like to tell you guys, you may be surprised to find out um, that many medical experts actually cited this as one of the most realistic and accurate depictions of anterior grade amnesia. So far as um, this statement by a clinical neuropsychologist, Sally Baxendale, the overwhelming mm. majority of amnesic characters in film bears little relation to any neurological or psychiatric realities of memory loss. Apparently inspired partly by the neuropsychological studies of the famous patient HM who developed severe anterograde memory impairment after neurosurgery to control his epileptic seizures and the temporal lobe amnesic syndrome the film documents the difficulties faced by Leonard, who develops a severe anterograde amnesia after an attack after his wife's killed. Unlike in most films in the genre, this amnesic character retains his identity as little retrograde amnesia, 
and shows several of the severe everyday memory difficulties associated with the disorder. The fragmented, almost mosaic quality to the sequence of scenes in the film also reflects the perpetual present, perpetual present nature of the syndrome. So I'm kind of conflicted. But just because they got the elements of anterograde amnesia correct doesn't mean that they did everything right with it. No, 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 definitely not. But I'm wondering to what level is this correct here? Is she saying that it's accurate? Is the conditioning part of that? Is it? Is that like because he maintains parts of his personality, she says. Um, and she says has little retrograde amnesia. So is that supposed to be something that is... I don't actually understand how to... So only somebody who actually that. either had this amnesia who could relate to the weirdness of the movie or a psychiatrist can understand like why this movie would make any fucking sense whatsoever. It makes no sense. The characters don't make any sense. Nothing makes sense. The way they explain it in the movie is not what you're explaining. The way they explain it in the movie is every 15 minutes he cannot make new memories since his wife died. That is it. Yeah. There is no other discussion. I don't give a fuck what a shrink says. And, and doesn't conditioning make any sense. doesn't work. That's also and conditioning very doesn't clear. work for his. So you character. can't fix it over time. You're just always going to be on a 15. I movie. agree with you guys. I'm yeah, just presenting uh, new evidence, scientific <laughs> medical evidence. Sally so, Baxendale. Yeah, you don't know. She I, could be well, shout she out could to be her. the worst no, neuropsychologist. She she's could probably be great. married to Nolan. She's probably married to him, and she like gave him the idea. No yeah. one was like brought two neuropsychologists to the interview with them. And he's like, ask <laughs> them. I haven't told them what to say almost it's for totally sure. It's totally accurate. Yeah. <laughs> there's different There's different types of this type of amnesia because there's different types of memory that can be affected for different parts of your brain. So I, I was reading a little bit um, this, like one of the examples is a person can't remember specific episodes in their life. So it's like something that happened when they were young. But they remember that they own a car, that they own RVs, they own, you know, they, they know people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like I, I, I it, that's not the it's it's actually good that they got parts of that accurate um, because that's like that it's happening to Leonard is not my that's not the problem I have with this movie either. Um, um like Guy Pierce does fine. Like imagine like some of the moments are so funny. He wakes up on the toilet with the bottle in his hand. He's like, Oh, what am I doing here? I'm going to have a shower. Like that's almost a comedy. That is um, funny. Cause it's not his place. Right. But I mean, but that's the best example I can think of to what his life would be like all the time. Like I'm running. I don't know if a guy's chasing me or if I'm chasing and he's shooting a gun at me. Like, man, you just can't, <laughs> This and he is... drives away. Where are the police in the city? There's no police anywhere. This is Dory, um, but a thriller version. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a thriller Dory that breaks its own rules. Yeah. And has weird, Have we weird seen, characters. Seen Everyone's just seen. a piece of shit trying to rip off Lenny. Like, if if, if I met someone like Lenny, I, I might get annoyed that he would never remember me. And then I might just stop. I'd just be a stranger on the street and not even look at him anymore. Because, like, it would be a waste. I don't know. Maybe it'd continue to be nice. That's I don't know. It makes I don't even know if this is a Humpty Dumpty. Actually, I yeah, I know. Yeah, like I don't even know if this is a Humpty Dumpty because if you honestly did put the scene where she manipulates him and he punches her at the beginning of the movie, and it shows that he has a memory problem, take out the voiceover, obviously, 
but it shows that he has a condition she's manipulating and she comes in and he doesn't know who she what happened to her and he's the one who punched her that's a great way of establishing his problem and it's far more interesting and intriguing than him explaining with voiceover 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 <laughs> throughout the whole fucking movie and then he tells people about his condition but if you saw that, first of all, it would show you have empathy for this character because someone is manipulating his mental issue. And secondly, you'd know that he had this issue. And then if you if you edited this movie down to like an hour 25, an hour 30, maybe you could have edited this into something if you would have started it off like that. Because then all of a sudden you're like, what does he have and stuff? And does he know he has this? Maybe he doesn't know. Then you have some intrigue. Instead, he just explains it all and he's tattooing himself with pens and shit with like really vague sayings that don't really mean anything are not going to help someone who has amnesia. That it's reminds bad. me of, of my personal favorite part in the movie where Carrie Ann Moss is standing behind him and they're looking at his tattoo on his, uh, on his collarbone that says, John G murdered and raped your wife. I'm not laughing because that's funny. I'm laughing because <laughs> she says, what are you going to do? And literally right underneath that tattoo, diagonal across his whole chest and stomach, <laughs> It says, find him and kill him. I should have just pointed. Yeah, that's what I was saying is you should point down so she would her eyes would go down to the rest of the same. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, oh, find him and kill him. Oh, I, I didn't see that part. Sorry. <laughs> I'm okay, <a> so <laughs> question <laughs> answered. So here, here's an idea. Here's an idea. What if this movie was about a cop who has had a hard, thankless career um, and he kind of helps this guy after recovering from a weird injury uh, and he helps him do some things because he's getting close to retirement. He doesn't care. And he continues to try and care for this guy, but slowly becomes more and more frustrated that that Leonard's not coming around. Um, and then you get to see a bit more of how he tries to hatch the plan to get the drug dealer money. That spirals a little out of control because Lenny's so unpredictable um, and we don't see near as much of Leonard. All you see in Leonard is poking in and out as the cop interacts with them. So you don't get to see what Leonard's doing with his time. You just get to know that it's a very strange interaction every time. And then uh, it comes to a head when Leonard gets tied up with Natalie, who Teddy knows is involved in the drug hole thing, but he somehow can't stop the train that he started. And that goes off the rails. And at the very end, he ends up dying himself. I mean, uh, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, I think, but I think that, that movie's, this movie's better. Oh, yeah. The thing is, is any kind of changes you make to this will instantly improve it. Any t any t changes you make to this story would instantly improve it. If, if you change the duration of his memory, what triggered it, like that he didn't talk about it, so you didn't even know. Maybe we never find out. If they never say how long his memory lasts, if you edited all of that out and, and like I said, made him sympathetic in the beginning and it, he never talked about it and, he, and you never find out any details about his memory loss other than that he has it and it had something to do with his wife dying, it would automatically better, be better already instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Then you lead us to make our own decision about the conditioning. Absolutely. We can yeah. fit. We can make that our minds up. Once again, this guy also explain logs of shit out of everything. So we have no room to have any of our own ideas, our creativity. He doesn't leave any room. He just explain logs everything away. Well, explain to me how I'm supposed to consider the all the Sammy Jenkins backflashes. 
Does Get rid he of exist all of that, too. Does all he exist that or doesn't terrible. he, though? Like, it's as simple as that. Does he exist or doesn't he? Because Joey Pants says he doesn't. So then what? everything we saw there was Lenny, which doesn't make sense for the uh, complaining uh, wife to the insurance adjuster guy. So, like, that, that makes me doubt everything that happens with any of Lenny's backstory and what he did and his wife and how she died and Sammy Jenkins and what the fuck happened there. I literally have no idea what the truth is, so can't can't get any confirmation it's, it's just another con it's just another complication to a movie that already doesn't make any sense it's so confusing he just he just throws in that flashback where he's talking on the phone to somebody who we never find out who it is i don't know if you guys know who he was talking to i would I have guess no teddy, idea because teddy okay, just well, never seems to stop fucking with him so we have to guess because he explains hmm they show teddy call him or someone don't they I don't know. I, I, I don't know who he's telling this story to about whatever. Maybe he yeah, is telling it to Teddy. I think Teddy's just trying to probe him everything. into action. Yeah, yeah. So why not explain that? Like, th- that's what I'm saying is that whole fucking side thing doesn't doesn't really mean anything till the very end. And then they're like, oh, that was you. Dun, 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 again. And it's just like, by that time, within 15 minutes of the movie, I was like getting really upset because I knew that there was like another hour and 45 of this that was to come. This movie's yeah. way too long. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Way it too long. For 90, such a simple, 90 minutes. tiny idea. Yeah, 90 minutes. Because like, if you think, but a lot you think of the about early... it... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. If you remove, if you just remove all of the explaining of everything in this movie, it could have been this weird kind of cool mystery about this guy with memory loss. We don't even know what condition he has. We just know he has a memory thing and he tattoos things and writes notes. But but instead, they just focus too much on what his thing is. And they yeah. talk about it way too much. He talks about it with everybody. Everybody fucking knows about it. And yet he still voiceovers it. It's just, it's terrible. <laughs> it is. It's fucking hard to describe how actually bad it is right now. It's ridiculous. It's pretty bad. It's one of his. I don't know if it's one of his worst. Tenant is definitely his worst. See, Tenet movies that put the worst. movies yeah, that give you doubt. Movies that give you doubt as to what's going on. Those are the movies that beg the scrutiny. And then when you start to scrutinize it, like that's when the, you can really rip it apart. If this was just a movie that I enjoyed, I could look past things, right? The idea is so cool. If it could have been written a little bit better, um, maybe it would have been like cool enough to watch. And then it would get like maybe not a hold up from us, but it would be like, you guys should watch this. Like really, I can't I couldn't give anyone like the 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 reveal is not big enough for like to be worth anyone's time. It's not a Kaiser Soze. It's not a whatever else the fuck has an exciting ending. Yeah, I would not. Yeah, I would not recommend anyone watch this. If they if you haven't seen it, don't watch it. If you've seen it before, I think you'll be hugely disappointed if you watched it again. I think watch if it you, if you're a fan of cinema. Because yeah, this movie does have a us. place. This movie does have a place in cinema history and it was regarded I mean, this thing was up for two Oscars for best editing and best fucking original. So um this movie I think I think you should watch it so that you understand what it is and why it could be better. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're interested yeah. in cinema and you like watching as like a learning technique and as like an, a true analysis of stuff, if you just want like a really solid movie to watch for two hours of your fucking life, pick something else. But if you're a fan of cinema, if you're a movie buff <laughs> you're and you haven't else. seen this, watch this. 
That was awesome. I thought you were going the other way, but you're like, don't watch this. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. I think if you're a student of film, this movie's worth a watch. Yeah, and I agree with you. Even if you're not professional or in the thing, if you like to just really break shit out, this movie's great for it. Because this movie's easy to break out what the problems are and how it can be fixed. Yeah, what I would say was, if if you disagree with what we're saying, you've seen this movie and you, 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 you wholeheartedly disagree with what we're saying, watch it again. Watch it again. And see what we what you think. Because or send us that's an email and tell us why we're wrong. Yeah, yeah, please. do that. Because I don't think we are wrong. You know who I, I love? I think, do you know who I love? If you want to talk about good stuff in this movie, Stephen Tobolowski, the guy that plays Sammy Jenkins. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. him. I fucking love that guy. Every time I see him, he, he kills like, it. I love so does him. his. So does the lady. Um, his wife too. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. what her name is actually, but um, she's great. I'll find it here. I. I, I love the scene where uh, I love the scene in the movie Fuck with uh, Robert Redford. Uh, uh, what's that one where they break into people's uh, banks and stuff so that they sneakers? Oh, yeah. He is the guy they steal his pass card and sneakers uh, yeah. to get into his office. I think he's that guy a lot. He is that guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of a loser or the kind of you know the uh, the geeky kind of awkward guy. They filmed this he in 25 is. days, hey? Yep. Crazy. What's in 25 days? They, they filmed, filmed this. this in 25 days. And if you want to yeah. hear a little thing that'll make you dislike Nolan even more, um, where Joey <laughs> yes, Pants calls, calls Leonard, he says, you freak. Uh, Nolan really hated the way he said that. So in the movie, it's not actually Joey Pants saying it. It's actually Chris Nolan dubbed himself saying the lines doing a Joey Pants impression. <laughs> that uh, uh, yeah. probably would upset you if you were Joey Pants. It, it upsets me he too. He probably never knew. Joey Pants is fucking great. He's one of the best things about this movie. Joey Pants does a good job in this. He's restrained. You don't yeah, know where he's at actually. He does a good job of not being It's only the writing that fucks or, his character up. It's not his, his acting. His acting is fine. It's the character sucks. Why yeah. did he do what he did? Fucking upsetting. Oh, I don't get it. And well, you're at least not supposed you don't have to, to call think it. about it. Yeah, no, we already, we already did that called shit. This shit. We just figured you all would have known immediately as we started talking that no one was a fan of this one. So, no uh, good for a laugh. We kind of laughed a bit when we watched this one. Hey, bye's we did yeah. some of this stuff's great to watch with friends because you can laugh through it and poke fun at the inconsistencies yeah for sure very good all right well three thumbs down memento um still and what's next week nolan movie that we like we we have ne- we have next week cued what is it uh 48 hours oh it is 48 hours yeah the we, boys are back in town that's it boys we've decided to follow that one up with and trading, trading places. places so a little back-to-back eddie murphy 80s action. and i'm very 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 excited about those two but i'm also excited about the one after that the last samurai with tom cruise because tom cruise is the last samurai that's he is great. cool cool always cool that's how we keep it for y'all great all right well fuck memento and uh yeah we're we still don't have a chris nolan movie that we like so i think we're ready to just say not interested no thanks see you next time right on well thanks everybody for listening this is a a fun one to do join us next week for our next one and as always enjoy your shit
Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.